Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. On a Monday, as we welcome you into the Lombardi line on VSIN and DraftKings Network, along time alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bon and Tony with you. Got a great hour ahead. VSIN Zone NFL analyst and former player Mike Pritchard is going to join us coming up in about a half an hour. We got lots of Monday night football to talk to, some players and coaches who need a talking to. So step into my office in about 15 minutes. But Michael, uh, I mean, a big NFL Sunday yesterday in week 10, five games had walk off field goals with time expiring it was a lot of fun seeing these games come down to the wire what were some of your big takeaways well I was disappointed you know I love San Francisco going in but I thought Jacksonville would give them a better game and they never really did and if you look at Jacksonville you say okay you played at home against the Chiefs you scored nine points you played at home against San Francisco you scored three you know I know you were on a a five-game win streak I know you beat Buffalo over in London but Really, uh, are you a good team? Or I mean, I know you're a good team. Are you an elite team? You, you didn't take that step forward. I thought Stroud was great. I thought the ability of Houston to come back when the game was tied, I thought that was fun watch. You know, I really did. And I, I thought the Detroit was just way too physical. Even though they gave up 38 points in the game, I thought their offensive line controlled the game. And once again, the Chargers fall short of being able to win a close game. With the Lions, we know that Dan Campbell remains the favorite to be coach of the year. And obviously what the Lions have done, 7-2 and two this season, it's been really, really fun to watch the carryover from the way that they finished last season. But I think they also just have a lot of bets on Dan Campbell this season. I think that there could be other more deserving coaches for coach of the year this year just because of what we know the Lions were starting to be capable of last year. Who are like the top coach of the year candidates for you right now? I think D'Amico Ryans has got to be the number one. I mean, he's five and four. Look, it's too early to declare him coach of the year because they could end up five and, you know, five and 12, whatever. I mean, there's just no guarantee as it moves forward. Just like there's no guarantee CJ Stroud can stay on this trajectory. 
But I think what he's done for this franchise that has fired a coach after one consecutive year in a row, you know, whether it was David Culley to then Lovey Smith, they've got now have a direction. And I think he's done a great job. I thought Kevin O'Connell's done a great job, too. You know, without Kirk Cousins, with a defense that wasn't very good, Ryan Flores should be up for every head coaching job that's available. I really believe that. I mean, he's done a tremendous job. In Minnesota, their defense has played really well. They've, you know, they started out doing a lot of blitzing and they've been able to kind of, they play great team defense and they, they're able to shut down the opponent. I mean, from a defense that was giving up over 400 yards universally all of last season, they've played really good. Other than the beginning of the season, from about the Carolina game on, they've played really well. I think that's a great point you made about D'Amico Ryans, though, that it's been a rotating door of head coaches in Houston. And you know that this was like a coach that finally they brought in that they were going to give opportunity to. And the fact that they've already been having success the way that they are and that C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, both of the guys that they went and grabbed in the top three, have been delivering is really, really cool. And I mentioned in the first hour of the show, the Houston Texans, according to ESPN Analytics, started the season with a 14.5% chance to make the playoffs. And where they sit right now, over 52%. And and a name we didn't mention, and I know that that you don't have interest in back for coach of the year and Mike Tomlin, no matter how much you love him, his odds even have come down significantly. Even right before the games this Sunday, he was 20 to one now 12 to one at DraftKings as the Steelers find themselves six and three, Michael, despite being outgained in all nine games this season and being outscored 182 to 156 this year. It's amazing. The job. I mean, last year I thought he should have been coach of the year. You know, I mean, I'm happy to see that people recognize how good he is with, you know, he goes into this game and he's able to not, he has no passing game. They don't really throw the ball very effectively. They find a way to run for 200 yards and they make plays down the stretch. There's such a resilience. You know, when we talked about in the last block, you know, you could see the, the New England Patriots have no confidence in their offense as a team. You could see the, you know, the Raiders are concerned about that when they played Brian Hoarder, they had no confidence. You know, you could see the Jets have no confidence in Zach Wilson, you know, because a team that's as good as the Jets defensively, they shouldn't give up as many yards as they do on the ground. And, but yet nobody in Pittsburgh really feels like Kenny Pickett's letting them down. I mean, they're all in on Kenny Pickett, even though he doesn't play good. Like they're all in and he, he's kind of got, he kind of, in, there's something about a quarterback who kind of fits into the team, you know, and sometimes guys act like elitist. They just don't want to be around the team. They're bigger than the team. And, and I think Pickett's the exception to that rule. But what happens to your team when your quarterback doesn't play good, you know, the, the team doesn't have confidence in them. And that's a hard thing for the coach. And they're going to have an uphill battle this coming week in Cleveland, taking on the Browns as a four-point dog after we saw what they were able to put together against the Baltimore Ravens, who we just, we were going through your power rankings yesterday, Michael, and the Ravens were, according to your numbers, the top team in the NFL, but give up a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, you know, that and the, what was surprising about that game, Stormy, if you watch it, is the Ravens were playing with backups in the offensive line and they couldn't get and they couldn't get any pressure on Watson. They got some, you know, they think they sacked him three times. But in the fourth quarter, when he was playing really well, when he was going, they couldn't get any pressure on him. 
And that was the difference in the game. And I think partly, too, is the Ravens were committed to running the football. They had 38 rushes. They averaged 4.6 a carry. They were not going to not run the ball in the game. They were committed to running and and keeping themselves. And even when they got behind by 14, they stuck with it because they knew if they dropped back all the time, the line wouldn't hold up. And they did a really good job. And look, the only time the Ravens were in the lead in that game was when the field goal went through it with no time left on the clock. Who wins this division in your mind? I still think Baltimore does. I've said this all year about Cincy's defense is leaky. Cincy's not the same defense as they were. They didn't have Sam Hubbard yesterday. Hendrickson walked off the field. Whether he plays on Thursday night, I don't know. But they don't cover as well as they've had in the past. And they don't play as good defensively as they have. You know, where they have gained a lot of momentum has been they've turned the ball over. They're the number one team in defensive turnovers, the Cincinnati Bengals. They had three of them yesterday and gave up 551 yards. Think about that, Stormy. They gave the ball away three times and had 550, and their opponents had 551 yards. So I think it comes down to Baltimore. If Watson can play... And look, that was his best game as a Brown, and I didn't think it was a great game. But he made key plays in the game. He's got a second and 20. He throws an 18-yard in route. Then they get the first down. If they have to punt there, the game's over. If they have to punt there, there's just not enough possessions because then the Ravens can run the ball out. But they they convert that first, third, and they go on to score. And then they get the turnover, and they're back in the game. So I, I still think it's the Ravens. They're the best team. But they showed some deficiencies, especially against a team that was committed to running the football and knew how to run the ball against them. Yep, the best division in the NFL right now by far. And you look at the win totals on that graphic we had on the screen a moment ago. All of them now expected to get over the nine win mark, which is is pretty remarkable to see. But what you mentioned there with the Browns and Deshaun Watson that I think is interesting is that he, yeah, continues to be slow starting. There's a pick six on the opening possession, but that second half I think is the part of Deshaun Watson that the team was hoping that they were going to get on a consistent basis. We'll see if as the season goes on, we can start to get more of that and they can make a push here late in the year. Let's talk Monday night football, Michael. We've got the Denver Broncos headed out to Orchard Park to take on the Bills. Buffalo Lang, I'm seeing largely seven and a halfs out there now. The total 47, 47 and a half. And for Denver, after that one and five start, they've put together a couple of wins now, beat Green Bay, more recently that 24 to 9 win over the Chiefs before they hit the bye so some extended time for Denver to prepare and I know we all have that 70 point performance that Miami put up on the Broncos and we try to knock their defense but they've been much better as of late yeah they have they played much better defensively and I think what they what you now see with Sean Payton is he understands what his team is right he knows that Russell isn't going to be the guy that he can follow. He's got to run the football. You know, he's got to be able to pace, slow the game down, and he's got to make sure that he doesn't get it into an up-tempo game. I mean, this defense has still allowed a completion percentage of 73.6. So even though they've played better, that's the third highest in the Super Bowl era in terms of percentage of completions. But they are. I mean, they're doing a much better job. They've slowly slowed down the running game. Tonight, I think it's going to be they can't get behind in this game. I think that's going to be the key. You know, they got to be able to play from in front. They've got to be able to make 
Buffalo have to play a little bit of catch up and get them uncertain because if they have to throw it all the time, I think it will affect them and Wilson will make a mistake. Now, I know Buffalo, like Buffalo's had their flaws. Obviously, they've lost two of their last three, but both of those games were on the road at New England and at Cincinnati. They've been much, much better in Buffalo. So my I understand why some of the money has come in on the Broncos in this spot, but I wonder if the Bills just have an opportunity to get right and kind of silence some of the naysayers. Yeah, I mean, here's what worries me about taking Denver tonight. As a home favorite, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are 31-7 and seven straight up. You know, he's ninth in the National Football League and making money over the last 20 years. As a home favorite, here's the key number. This is what bothers me the most tonight. As a home favorite of seven or more, Allen is 19-1 and one against the spread. The only time he lost was to the Colts in 2021. You know, and so he has a propensity of not only winning games, but covering by over seven points. He had 60 career wins, Stormy. 60 career wins he has. 45 have been by seven or more points. Really good at home, and he's been really good on Monday night as well. I don't have a play on the side, Michael, but I am one of the the people that is in on the under on this game. I'm sticking with the primetime unders theme. Under, t- Yeah, primetime under. Why not? Why not? And it's not even why not Wednesday. We're getting it out there on a Monday. Uh, under 47 and a half for me, and we'll discuss this game a little bit more later on in the hour. But when we return, some folks stepping in to Michael's office. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. There is no better time of year to be a sports better, and only VSEN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro games every single week. Sign up today. You'll get access to our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSEN expert has the hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sign up now. You'll get full VSEN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st, only $120. bucks. do not miss out, though. This is a limited-time offer. You can go to vsin.com slash subscribe to join us. 
appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? Got an appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business. time you and me had a private talk when you step into my office. It's step into my office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Michael, every week we're talking to somebody in the Patriots organization. So at this point, I'm not sure if the advice is taking. But today we've got Mac Jones coming in. <laughs> he was benched in the fourth quarter oh late on Sunday after that costly red zone pick. I don't know about you, but there hasn't been a single game this season where I've walked away saying, wow, he looks like a starting NFL quarterback. What are you saying to Mac Jones if he's sitting down at the desk today? You know, Mac, I, I think what you've got to be able to do is take a break. I think you're, you're worried you've been hit so much, and not all this is on you. You've been hit way too much. You're seeing ghosts, and you're not being able to, to, to decide on where to throw the football. You know, Billy O'Brien's screaming at you because he's showing you on the, on the Polaroids or the video clips of where you should have gone with the football, and you practiced it. So there's obviously a disconnect going on here tremendously, and you're going to have to figure it out. And your career is at a crossroads because you can politically handle all this and blame it on Belichick, and he's taking all the heat. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to play better. And right now, you're not playing well at all. I think the best thing you could do is step to the side and kind of regroup. Bailey Zappi, when he stepped in, didn't exactly light up things either. And when Bill Belichick was asked no. after the game, Can Michael... Can I talk to Bailey for a minute? Sure, Bailey's Can in. Can I talk to Bailey for a minute? Hey, Bailey, before you start blaming coaches, you might want to play better. Like, let me just put that out there. Like, before you want to start talking about some other... I know you got all your Boston media people that want... You know, you listen to you. But how about playing good? You got cut this summer because you played so poorly in the preseason. Like, it might be time for you to play good and shut up. Okay, Michael, if if they're both trash, Will Greer's in the office now. What advice are you giving him is he, if he steps in? Hey, I'd, I'd go tell Coach Belichick, Bill, you built this program on everybody is supposed to be based on how we play. Give me a chance. Give me some reps in practice. You know, we're going to have a practice before we leave to go on our bye week this week. Give me some reps. Let me show you what I can do. I, I can lead this team. I can be the quarterback of this team. Give me a chance. I mean, hell, I can't do any worse than these guys are doing. I love it. Let's talk to another quarterback and he be struggling. Zach Wilson of the New York Jets on what could have been a game winning drive on Monday on Sunday night football against the Raiders yesterday. He throws a backbreaking interception to Robert Spillane on the Raiders 15. And of course, we know the story after replacing Aaron Rodgers with the torn Achilles in that first game, six interceptions, to only five passing touchdowns this year. Another guy who's least feels like it should be short, yet it's not. Michael, what do you need to say to Zach Wilson today? You know, Zach, what I would tell you to do is take all the plays that you really look like an NFL player throwing the football on and put them on a reel and then take all your bad plays and put them on another reel and then sit in the office and watch all your good plays and then go watch your bad plays and figure out in your head why your bad plays happen and why your good plays happen. Your techniques are all over the place. Sometimes you're throwing the ball sideways, overhand, your footwork, your mechanics, nothing's the same. You know, you seem like you lack concentration during the game. So why don't you get a grip on it and figure out, like, when I do good, here's what I'm doing. And when I do poorly, this is what happens. And you're going to have to separate it. I don't know how you've been able to survive this long on this long of a lease. I know you got a great arm. I know at times you can be accurate. 
but boy, there are times where you just have not played well. And I think you got to figure out why you play well and why you don't. And the only person who can solve that is you. Michael, why is he better at the off-platform, on-the-run, no-look throws than he is the basics? That's what I don't get. Well, because he doesn't have to process on that, right? So when the play breaks down, he can just, he sees a guy open, it's a backyard, I'll throw it to you, right? When he's in the offense, he's got to read middle of field open, middle of field close, where am I going with the football, what am I doing? Third down, overload pressure over here, but I really, I could pick it up if I slide the line, no, I can't do that. Everything has to be happening quickly. When the play breaks down, it's just, just instincts. It's my God-given ability. You know, and then he doesn't protect the ball in the pocket. I mean, he had another fumble yesterday. They didn't recover it, but he had another one. I mean, look, the other thing is to me is just watch him and his teammates' reaction to him, Stormy. There's no reaction. Do you watch Mac Jones and the team's reaction to him? There's no reaction. You know, there's no reaction. He reacts when a guy drops the ball, but nobody reacts to him when he doesn't make a play. So part of this playing quarterback in the NFL is you got to make the players believe that you're going to make them better. If they don't believe in you, it's hard to play quarterback in the NFL. Carson Wentz was trying to sell his soul to the Jets. They didn't want to take it. Josh Dobbs was right there, ready, avail- readily available. They didn't take him. He's making plays for the Minnesota Vikings. But Aaron Rodgers did tell Melissa Stark that he'll be potentially back come December. So be on the lookout, oh, wow. ladies and gentlemen. How, how about Zach Taylor coming into the office, Michael? We know it was a rough start for the Bengals, but that was largely due to the calf and the offensive line play um, there up front. But then they go on this incredible run. They make these impressive wins, most notably against the San Francisco 49ers. And then they go and lose to the Texans and find themselves last in the division and out of the playoff picture. If you're talking to Zach Taylor, what can he do to get Cincinnati back on track in the win column, secure a playoff spot and compete in the postseason? Well, I I think we got to go back to play a little bit of complimentary football, right? I think that's going to be key for our team. You know, we're going to have to figure out a way to run the ball more effectively. I saw we were under center a little bit, but we really miss Perrine. We need that other running back in there. We need to not play as much defense as we've been playing, and I think that's part of our problem. We're playing, we're not good enough on defense, and we're playing too much defense, and we're going to have to cut that back out. So I think you got to probably slow the game down a little bit. I know you want to play a tempo, and I know all those things but I mean when our defense can't really stop we're just plus 10 in the point different we're minus 10 in the point differential so we're, we're giving up a lot of points we can't stop teams on third down and we're not a great third down so my advice to you is like all teams I would work on pad level I would work on situational football we got to get better at third down we're 37.3 percent on third down we got to get better on third down defense we're 43 percent allowing the opponent we can't stop the run we're giving up runs on average of five yards per attempt. That's one of the worst in the National Football League. So we can't stop a teams from running the football on us. And teams are averaging 7.9 yards per attempt against us. So we got to go back to basics. We're just not good enough. We put these uniforms on. Yeah, I know we got Joe Burrow and he can bail us out like he did in San Francisco. But if we don't start playing better defense and run and pass defense, we're not going anywhere. Yep, complimentary football is the key. Now we got one of your friends stepping into the office. Good 
good old Jim Harbaugh over there at the University of Michigan. The Big Ten, of course, banned Harbaugh from coaching from the sidelines for the remainder of the regular season, although he does have a hearing coming up on Friday where he is looking for due process and mentioned a civics class that he took 40 years ago that said you're innocent until proven guilty and he'd like that opportunity, which how can you dispute that? But despite his absence, the Wolverines handled business against Penn State with a 24-15 win and cover. How do you think Harbaugh should be handling this disciplinary process while preparing for Michigan to try to make a run at a natty? Well, I think what he has to do is remove himself. Uh, One of the things you have going for you, Jim, is you've got this great ability of leading people and leading men. And this team has a cause. And whenever you have a cause, us against the world, that's a powerful tool. You need to use it. You need to keep using it. I mean, what you did in in State College is remarkable. You go into State College, you don't call a pass play in the second half, and you still win the game. Your team's mentally and physically tough. You just need to keep coaching that way and keep going. And try to, you handle the distraction. Tell your team, look, don't worry about me. I'm fine. You guys worry about beating the next team. That's the most important thing. You block out the distraction. You stand in front of your team and you basically say, hey, this is me. You guys worry about the opponent. Michael Harbaugh spoke to uh, media this morning and among the many quotes that there were, my favorite one was Michigan should be Americans, America's team because it's been through so much adversity and criticism from the naysayers. I couldn't you can't help but smile and laugh a little bit, right? Oh, no, he's so good. I mean, look, at his team, look, you talk about the quarterback's personality coming through to the team. His personality is on that team. There's no question. His personality is on that team. Yeah, I'll be interested. We'll keep an ear to the ground on how that Friday hearing plays out because, of course, he is trying to make it so that he can be on the sidelines. But still, as Michigan prepares for each of these upcoming games, he'll be able to be out there at practice. But shutting out the noise certainly going to be important for Michigan because it's not the players' fault that all of this is going on. And they have a real opportunity ahead of them this year. We're going to step aside. Speaking of potential national championships, we got a guy joining us who won one when he was with Colorado back in the day, Mike Richard is going to join us coming up next. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Please drink responsibly. Must be 21 and older. Alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Tony, with you as we welcome into the program now our VEASAN NFL analyst as well as former NFL wide receiver for spent almost a decade in the National Football League. Mike Pritchard joins us now here on the Lombardi line. Pritch, welcome in. How are we doing today, my friend? Doing fantastic, Stormy. Michael, great to be with you today. Great to have you as well. And I'm glad that you at least had some success on teasers this week because I had the Ravens in a number of them. And boy, did they do your girl dirty. But that kind of leads us into a topic I know that you had top of mind as as one of your big takeaways as we get to kind of the good, the bad and the ugly of what we saw this weekend. Do you like Deshaun Watson and what you saw in the second half? Well, of course. I mean, what fourteen and fourteen in the second half uh, uh, spearheaded that um, uh, that comeback uh, there for the Browns against the Ravens, and uh, more importantly, I think moving forward, uh, is this the real Deshaun Watson? Please stand up. Please stand up. That kind of thing, or or is Deshaun uh, a flash? Right? Is he a flash in a pan kind of quarterback right now? But 
Uh, he stepped up big time. He made some plays with his legs. Obviously, he threw some balls out there. Again, 14 of 14 on, on that comeback. But more, more importantly, uh, offensively, I, I thought the Browns built confidence. You know, the offensive line decimated with injuries, running back. Obviously, Chubb's not out there. But uh, it's like one of those situations where you're trying to find yourself in the midst of a game. Uh, and they were able to do that because of the quarterback. So uh, I thought that was good. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, uh, another good. I mean, it's incredible what he's capable of doing as a play caller slash head coach uh, up there with the Vikings. And I don't know what direction the Vikings are going to go in with quarterback, but it does not matter because this guy is locked in uh, with his personnel, with what guys can do uh, out there on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, one of the better offenses that you'll find out there. But as a play caller, uh, he's really in tune with what you need to be and what you need to do as a play caller each and every week. So uh, I like the future there. C.J. Stroud, again, uh, giving the Texans a chance to build on that roster and really be good uh, and putting D'Amico Ryans uh, uh, up, up there in terms of coach of the year. Uh, I'm certainly looking at that market from that standpoint. And then Sam Howell. He leads the National Football League. He's been sacked 47 times. I think Michael talked about how many times he's been sacked, but yet he leads, leads the league in passing yards, and he's right up there with touchdowns too. So uh, maybe the commanders have found something uh, with this young quarterback. Yeah, you know, they, they, he leads the league in getting sacked. He's really good. They refuse to run the ball. They ran the ball 14 right. times yesterday in Seattle. They never really helped the kid. He takes a beating, but he just keeps on ticking. He makes throws. I mean, he scores 14 points in the second half of, in the fourth quarter of that game and gets them back in. Of course, they can't hold on to the lead. But I think he's been really remarkable. I think he's been truly a surprise. And the offensive line has played better for in, in recent weeks, but you know, I mean, they go up into Seattle, they have a chance to win and they can't pull it off. Let me ask you, Mike, yeah. how would you feel being in a locker room as a receiver and knowing that the quarterback that you, it starts for you, you just know he's not good enough. How do you, how do you think the locker room handles that? Poorly, <laughs> poorly. Uh, I mean, I was in situations, Michael, where, you, you know, when you have a certain quarterback, um, and we don't have to name names, right? But uh, um, and, and you're like, no. okay, we you're can. facing Mac this Jones team. and and <laughs> at least this year, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. I won't name your names if the guys in your past, but I'm just saying what I'm seeing right now. Absolutely, as a better, and I'm glad you did that because I was I was going to get there with that. But you know, just my own personal experience. Uh, and then you know, you're like, okay, we don't have a shot. I mean, what are we going to do? How are we going to win this game? I mean, you're scratching your head. You're looking for answers. Uh, and then when you have that type of player. Um, whether it's a leadership type of player or a guy that's, that's uh, scrappy and gritty and, and, you know, we'll make a play, we'll throw it, we'll, we'll put it on the line out there for you. Uh, or if it's one of those elite type of quarterbacks, then you know you have confidence and you know you have a, a legitimate chance of winning that game. And uh, fortunately for me, I mean, I, I, I experienced both so I could under, understand the difference. But as a better, you're absolutely right, Stormy. You can identify these poor quarterbacks, these really bad quarterbacks, the quarterbacks that lack poise, you know, and uh, or quarterbacks uh, that that have a, a choke gene, or you can understand that about a lot of these players as a better, and I, and I think you can utilize that as well. Well, let's keep going on the bad because I loved your good, but there were certainly some <laughs> bad this weekend as well. I know the Jets are on that list, but who else? Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, you can't turn the ball over and expect to be a good team. 
Um, and I don't know how they have not addressed it. Tom Coughlin uh, addressed it, right, uh, in many stops. And I remember the Giants team being a good team, but yet they turned the ball over. And then, okay, let's stop the turnovers. Okay, we can win Super Bowls, right? Uh, you, you can fix that. And it's, uh, it's surprising that the Jaguars have not been able to fix it. And then the Falcons, I, I think Arthur Smith is swimming in the deep end without a noodle. Uh, and that team is going down the toilet right now, quick, fast, in a hurry. And I don't know if he's capable of fixing it. Uh, and then the Chargers. Uh, I mean, it's right when they show up on primetime against the Jets and a good defense that so you see something and uh, gives you some type of confidence. Well, here comes Staley and that defense against a really good high-powered offense, and they can't stop them. Uh, I mean, if you go down a list of the great offenses or the good offenses that the Chargers have played, I mean, they gave up, what, 41 points against the Lions, 31 points against the Chiefs, uh, okay, 20 points against the Cowboys, Miami, 36 points. And it's like when you look at the Chargers and, and, and they're facing a pretty decent offense, you know they're going to surrender a lot of points. So from a betting standpoint, that's tough. Uh, you know, they were fortunate, I think, in that game only to lose it by a field goal. But uh, I don't know how Staley fixes that defense or fixes himself to help out that defense. Yeah. How about your your team? The most frustrating team for me watching yesterday were the Atlanta Falcons. They're playing against a yeah. Cardinal team that can't cover, right? They have mm -hmm. all these great skill players, right? You know, you got Taylor Heineke's telling you it's their Super Bowl. He calls 21 pass plays in the game. Like, I know they ran the ball effectively, but weren't you – like, what, what would you say to Arthur Smith? I, I mean, I, there's some people that – and, and you know this, Michael, you, there's some people that think they're a head coach, but they just is they're all they are, are a play caller. Right. Uh, and and I, I think Arthur Smith is, is not uh, it's not a head coach. I think he's a play caller, but yet uh, his play calling talent is challenged right now. Uh, he's doing less with more. Uh, and to me, that that's not that's not good. I, I think you need to evaluate that. I think he needs to go into your office and you need to talk to him uh, because I don't he needs to relinquish something uh, or get better at something else, whether it's purely being a head coach or, or look, okay, let me let me get better as a play caller because he's you're right. Offensively, I don't know what their identity is. And that's that's hard to try to determine when you have that much talent out there, you know, that much skill set out there. Uh, and then defensively, they've kind of lost their way now, too, because I, I think they're trying to make up or overcompensate. Uh, I don't know what's going on that side of the ball, but uh, as a head coach, he's not addressing it. Uh, it's like all of his focus on, is on that offensive side of the ball and trying to discover how to utilize all this talent. But he's failing as a head coach and, and is failing the Falcons right now. Rich, I think you personally just need to pull him aside and use that line that you mentioned that, hey, buddy, you're in the deep end without a pool noodle and going down the toilet fast. That's my favorite line of the show today now. Those of us that are challenged swimming, we need a noodle <laughs> yeah. sometimes. I love it. <laughs> <That's> I, <story. laughs> that, yeah, that, that made my day. That's the line of the show today for sure. When um, Okay, so we talked about the good, a little bit of the Minnesota Vikings, but I want to put a little bit more attention on Josh Dobbs and what he's been been able to do since stepping in and we had a conversation off air that I think is warranted about potential comeback player of the year. Damar Hamlin remains the odds on favorite Tua Tungo Vilo is the second shortest shot, but Josh Dobbs sitting there at four to one, seems like a really good bet to me. How do you view it? I mean, the narrative, uh, and therefore what's the parameters for comeback player of the year award. I mean, uh, if you just take what Dobbs has been through, 
uh, Gannon lying to his face about not being traded. And then he gets traded. Uh, and then, okay, on the road against Atlanta at home, I would say it, you know, he grew up out there and uh, he has that game of his life and they win that game. And now uh, he's injected belief into this Vikings team. And I mean, they took apart the Saints, right? So uh, it's an incredible story. And without parameters, absolutely. Uh, I think he should be mentioned for comeback player of the year. And um, I, I, I think the narrative is so strong on DeMar Hamlin that uh, I don't know how people are going to vote against that. Uh, you know, every time the Bills are on national TV like tonight, yeah. uh, we're going to hear about DeMar Hamlin, right? Uh, but yeah, Joshua Dobbs, I mean, it's incredible what he's been able to do, the journey that he's been on uh, to help franchise after franchise. And uh, in particular, this franchise with the Vikings that he's with right now. Speaking of tonight, who do you like in the game? Did you make any plays on tonight? Not tonight, Michael. I I, I took it on the chin, uh, big time. A couple of punches to the chin there. Uh, I only be, I, my only win was with the Raiders, but uh, I know all scoring has been tight, right? Uh, and I don't like uh, these large spreads like this. I mean, if anything, I'd be inclined to take the Broncos. They're improved. They're only giving up 15 points a game their last three games. And, and I think the style of game fits what the Broncos want to do on both sides of the ball. Rich, you hit so many parlays in a row that we knew regression had to come, okay? Like the betting yeah. gods, they, they always come back. But uh, we know you're still up, and that's what matters. Great stuff, as always. That's Mike Pritchard, everybody. We're going to wrap things up here on the Lombardi line when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back this week. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VEGAS. The crown is yours. Speaking of hoops, Michael, Philly fans have to at least be a little bit happy right now because they're 8-0 with the 7, 8-1 with the 76ers and with the Eagles right now. All things to be happy about. 
you know, Maxi scores 50 last night. Uh. You know, I, I was thinking, and I, I, I know I need to go to rehab eventually. I'll, but I was, you know, I, I love the Iverson era. But this Maxi kid has got a lot of, lot of similarities to Iverson, except he's a better shooter. He may not be as explosively quick as Iverson, but he's as fast as Iverson. But wow, can he shoot? I mean, 50. And it's just, he does it with a smile on his face. And then he comes back and plays defense. It's really kind of remarkable how good he has become. And everybody says, you know, unless you have a top two pick, you can't get good players in the NBA. This kid, I think, was pick 21, and he's been great. Yeah, and he's been great in the assist game on a weekly basis, too. Michael, I'm just, I'm happy for you that I see you smile, and I see that (laughs) glimmer of that little shine in your eye when you talk about the 76ers right now. I've never seen it before. Yeah. Well, it's only November, Storm. (laughs) Wait till we get to Christmas. Plenty of time. You're not wrong. Plenty of time. Um, yeah. I, I want to carry over a little bit of the conversation we had a moment ago with Mike Pritchard, Michael, about comeback player of the year. I don't find myself typically to be like a very hyper convicted, opinionated person. But for some reason, I'm I'm all in on Josh Dobbs in this comeback player of the year market. Like I understand what happened with DeMar Hamlin and it was remarkable. He suffered cardiac arrest on the field, heart stopped. He like was Mm -hmm. dead for a moment, which is terrifying. And he came back and he played in an NFL football game. And I know a lot of people will tell you that that's all you would need to win this award because that is such a remarkable story and it's going to continue to be piped up the way that it has. But he only played Michael on kick returns in one game. He didn't log any stats. And I don't think that it's the same as when Alex Smith was coming back from his injury, for example, where he had a life-threatening situation because he came back on the field, Michael, but he also like was playing the most important position on the field and played really well. I feel like it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's apples and oranges more than coming into the season. What I, my thought process has completely changed on this. You know, and my question is, does anybody ask why doesn't he play? I mean, both Poyer and, 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 uh, uh, Hyde are, were on the injury report this week. Both of them are a little longer in the tooth. Like, why isn't he dressed? Are they worried about him, you know, playing? Do they feel he's not healthy? I mean, my question is, is, is yes, I agree with you, Stormy. He's got to play to win the award. And you would, you know, you got to believe he's going to play. But they, they seem to be reluctant to play him. Yeah. Or to at least dress them for games. And if the award, look, I think the, I think it's an incredible story. And thankfully, it, he, it happened on a field where he, I mean, all that. But we're talking about an award here. And if you want to give him, you know, an award, that's fine. Just give it to him and not have him anything done. But to me, guys, the comeback player of the year, it would be like you mentioned, Josh Dobbs. I mean, I heard you say off air that two is up for uh, uh Comeback player. How is how? What, what's Tua coming back from? He had he was injured. He didn't miss the whole season. He played a lot last year. Like when you miss the whole year and you come back and ha- like Chino Smith, you really have had no career. You're coming back from 
overcoming something. I think that's the that to me is what the award stands for. Yeah. Now, the award definition is about as vague as you would expect because we don't have like real parameters for this award. I feel like shows perseverance in overcoming adversity in the form of not being in the NFL the previous year, overcoming a severe injury or simply poor performance. So, you know, very open ended on what it could be. But I think like the important part of this is somebody who overcomes and is playing. And for DeMar, yes, there's still a chance down the line this season that he could and he could have some impactful reps and he could log official stats, but he hasn't right now. And the narrative on Josh Dobbs, I think, is really, really there. Three different teams in three months, Michael, and that he comes in and steps in for a Minnesota Vikings team without any opportunity to even get reps with his team and leads a game winning drive. They win that game. The next game, he proves it's not a fluke, right? And has another great, like, if this continues throughout the season and the Vikings are a playoff team and Josh Dobbs is a huge part of that. Like I love this bet. Yeah, so do I. And the fact he changed teams, the fact that his coach told him he wasn't getting traded yeah. and he did, he got traded from Cleveland. You know, I mean, put him on Cleveland when, Instead of P.J. Walker, you're like, okay, they're a better team, you know, and, and they probably win one more game. I know they, they might have beaten Seattle. I mean, the kid's done a remarkable job. And what happened at the end of Arizona, I mean, remember, James Conner didn't play for most of – he was out for four games. That really affected Dobbs. When he was playing, they were doing good. Now he gets to Minnesota. Chandler helped them run the ball. Madison, before he got concussed, was in there running. Not great, but they were running – and he's made some great throws. I mean, you could just see the team rally around this kid. It's quite impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's still a lot of runway here. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But if I were making a bet, I just feel like the four to one is a good opportunity. Wish you could have had it even longer, but um, an interesting market. No question to keep an eye on And DeMar Hanley, he was already honored at the SBs and stuff. He, he, He's gotten his show. I don't know. It's, it's a remarkable story, and I feel bad. I'm not trying to downplay it in any way, shape, or form. I just think for this award, no, there's other options. That. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get to our pro tip of the hour. We do these every single day, and this one has to do with Monday Night Football. Michael, you were just spouting out, dropping some knowledge on Josh Allen's stats. Let's hear them. Well, I mean, look, you're talking about Josh Allen. He's got 60 career wins in his, in his NFL career. 45 of those wins have been by seven points or more. So if you want to lay the points tonight, if you want to take the points, you know that if Buffalo wins, pretty much 80% of the time, Allen covers a seven-point favorite. He's usually favorite. You know, when Allen's home favorite of seven or more, he's 19-1 and one straight up. You know, and he is 11-0 straight up off a loss. So he's really good. He's really good in those areas. And then when you factor in, you know, when you factor in Sean Payton, who, you know, with Drew Brees and all that, when they played on Monday night, the two of them, that combination, he's 11-15 and 15 against the spread. So I, I think to me there's some it, – it, it's easy to say the Broncos are playing better defensively. And Russell Wilson is playing better, you know. But here's the thing that I think is interesting. He's covered the spread in two straight games, okay? He's yet to cover it in three since October of 2020 with the Seattle. So he hasn't covered three in a row. And their defense is still not – I mean, they're playing better, but they give up almost 74% completion percentage against them. And you're playing against a hungry Josh Allen now – 
Josh Allen's shoulder, they're not saying anything, but we know on throws over 20 yards, he hasn't been as good as he was earlier in the year. We'll see how he feels with the extra day rest. I mean, this is a great opportunity. They got to win tonight. I mean, this is no margin for error for them because Miami lost and they lost last week. They got to close this gap. This is their moment to start the second half of the season. And I think that's that's an important note, especially, Michael, you look at their place in the playoffs right now they're out of that picture where things sit to make the playoffs they're still a minus 130 favorite to miss plus 115 their updated win total nine and a half at five and four right now coming into tonight and a mixed bag schedule ahead like it is not easy on the upcoming schedule for buffalo this is a must not not a must win i hate saying that but it's one that they gotta have they have to have it and look here's what we don't ever talk enough about because Allen is a great player but Allen has been a turnover player for Buffalo. He's got 69 interceptions since 2018. That's the most in the NFL. Baker didn't throw one yesterday. He's got 55 fumbles since 2018. That's the most in the NFL. So he has turned the ball over. He has thrown an interception in five straight games. He can't do that tonight. They got to protect the ball. They got to run the football and they got to start and play from in front because this defense is undersized and Sean Payton's going to run it 40 times tonight. I promise you. If this game's close, he's going to keep running it. The only way he'll really abandon the run is if he gets behind. And I think he'll be like Cleveland. I don't think he'll abandon the run the entire game because he doesn't want to expose his offensive line to the rush. And I don't know if anybody wants to listen to my teaser suggestions after what happened yesterday with the Ravens, although they were up 14 in the freaking fourth quarter. Okay, they should have. They, with 11 to go, mm, right. Neither here nor there. <laughs> but I think that the Bills could be a good teaser option today. You get through the seven and the three. Um, I do have the under in tonight's game, under 47 and a half where it sits right now. And we know primetime unders have been a way of life this season. So I'm going to roll with that thought process tonight on Monday Night Football. Everybody, good luck with your bets. Enjoy the day. Hey, Michael, this was fun as always, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Stormy. That's a wrap for us. If you're watching on DraftKings Network, Pablo Torre is coming up next on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's the Sharp Money Crew. Don't go anywhere. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 